It is an undisputed fact that people who choose to live in the country must expect to be caught up, willy-nilly, in the cycle of the seasons. Spring cleaning is done to the accompaniment of the rattle of tractors as they drill up and down the bare fields outside. Lambs bleat, cuckoos cry, blackbirds scold inquisitive cats, while upstairs the sufferers from spring influenza call hoarsely for cold drinks. Summer brings its own background of sights and sounds, and the pace of village life quickens as fates follow cricket matches and outings, tennis parties and picnics crowd the calendar. There is not quite so much junketing in the autumn, for harvest takes pride of place, and both men and women are busy storing and preserving, filling the barns and the pantry shelves. It is almost a relief to get to winter, to put away the lawnmower, to burn the garden rubbish, and to watch the ploughs at work, turning the bright corn stubble into dark chocolate ribs ready for winter planting, while the rooks and peewits flutter behind, sometimes joined by seagulls when the weather is cruel elsewhere. For each of us in the country, our own particular pattern of life forms but a small part against the general background of the seasons. If you are a schoolmistress, as I am, then the three terms echo, in miniature, the rural world outside. The Christmas term brings the arrival of new children to the school, harvest festival, and, of course, the excitement of Christmas itself. The spring term is usually the coldest and the most germ-ridden, but catkins and primroses bring hope of better times, and summer itself is the crown of the year. It is good to have this recurring rhythm, this familiar shape of the year. We know, to some extent, what to expect, what to welcome, what to avoid. But there is another aspect of country life which is not so steady. There are certain topics which crop up again and again, not to be sure as rhythmically as primroses and harvest, but often enough over the years to give us a little jolt of recognition. There is the matter of the village hall, for instance. Is it needed or not needed? And then there is the parlour state of the church organ and its eternal fund. And Mrs. So-and-so is expecting again for the twelfth, or is it the thirteenth time? And something must be done about her house, or her husband, or both.